All right, everybody. Hey, Happy New Year, Ice Bathers, and welcome to the Ice Bath Baby podcast, the show that is the coldest above all others. Hey, I'm Doc Martinez, and today is January 3rd, 2024. Can you believe it? That's crazy. Yeah, we are in 2024, baby, and this is episode 39. So this week, uh, I'm going to be talking with Matt Smith, who is an athletic trainer uh, out of the Houston area, and he's also Sam Houston State alumni, went to school with me. Say hello to everybody, Matt. Hey, Happy New Year's, Ice Bathers. Yes, sir. All right, so stay with us. After the break, I'm going to recap uh, last week's sports events, and then I'm going to get to that and more on Ice Bath Baby. Hey Bulldog fans, this is Isaac Segura. Fall sports are coming to a close and the winter season is underway. Come on out and fill the stands for basketball and soccer. There is always a game for you to cheer on each week. Purchase your basketball and soccer tickets online ahead of time or on game days at the ticket booth. Go to the Bandera Athletics website for schedules, tickets, and more information and find an event to come out and cheer. Let's make it a great sports year for the blue and white. Let's go Bulldogs! All right, let's go Bulldog. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so let's uh, – you still with me, Matt? I am with you. Yes, sir. All right, rock and roll. So let's get to these, uh, you know um, – now, you, Matt, did you ever do some time in high school? Did I ever do some time in high school? Yeah, as an nope. athletic trainer? <laughs> yes, sir. Four years of it. Okay, good. Well, uh, so you you know, f- f- uh, well, I'm talking like as a professional, but you know what I mean then when I'm talking about tournament season, right? So it's tournament season in basketball, and uh, so our boys and our girls both uh, had some tournaments that they went to. So our girls went to some place called Mertzon. That's M-E-R-T-Z-O-N. Mertzon tournament. I don't know what that's about, but all I know is it was by San Angelo, uh, and so they went out there. And uh, they were out there for three days. They, I, apparently, they only had three games, one game each day. So uh, they had a lot of downtime, I'm sure. But anyway, so on Thursday, uh, December 28th, they played Mason. Uh, don't know much about Mason, but we got the win, 36-24. to 24, So cool on that one. Um, then on Friday, they played Richland Springs. I have heard of them. Uh, lost that one, 47-37. And then Saturday, they finished up the tournament against Rankin uh, and won that one 51 to 35. So they went two and one in the tournament. I'm not sure what place they got. Uh, I didn't see anything about that. But uh, that brings their record to 16 and eight overall. And uh, they are 0 and 2 in district. We had a couple of district games before break. Uh, so, that, you know, we started that already. Uh, and then uh, they have some games this week, uh, a couple of games uh, that, are, that are going on this week, and I'll get you those scores next week. All right, and then so our, moving on to boys basketball, uh, they went to Bay City out by your neck of the woods, Matt, right? I think Bay City is kind of south side Houston area, right? Yeah, I'm more on the uh, southwest side down, south- uh, down by the uh, coast. All right, gotcha. So they went down there, um, 
And uh, I know they had a good time over there because I follow them on their. They have this little Instagram account where they do like behind the scenes and they do videos and stuff like that. And I know they had a good time. They had some downtime, but they had fun. They went bowling and did some other stuff. But anyway, so on Thursday, they played Eisenhower uh, and lost that one 76 to 57. I don't know much about Eisenhower. I don't know if they're 5A, 6A or what. But um, and then on Friday, they pay, uh, played Van Vleck. Uh, Unfortunately, lost that one too. 49-46. Sounds like it was a really close game on that one, though. Could have gone either way, probably. And then Saturday, they played Liberty and won that game 65-53. to uh, And so that brings their record to 12-9 overall. And they are 0-1 in district. They've only had one district game that they had right before Christmas break. Uh, and then uh, they resumed district play this week. Uh Soccer. Uh, soccer season actually starts this week, too. Uh, girls and boys both are traveled on uh, January 2nd, um, and, uh, that which, is t- which was Tuesday. And uh, the boys traveled to Uvalde, and the girls are going, went to San Antonio Highlands. Uh, and like I said, I will have those scores for you next week but that officially starts the opening games for soccer both boys and girls and now they are going to start rocking and rolling and i know that on tuesday uh it was rainy and it was cold and they had that that's how they were starting their season but that's like soccer weather right matt i mean like soccer you talk soccer in texas and you're talking rain cold snow windy whatever right Absolutely. You'd rather be indoors covering basketball at this point. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I was happy. I had basketball. I got two basketball games this week and both of them. I'm like indoors and I'm like, yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for the sports update for this week. Uh, so stay with me. And then after this short break, we're going to dig a little deeper with Matt and uh, we're going to kind of just see uh reminisce a little bit about our friendship and i'm we're just going to get to know more about matt so stay with me hey bulldog fans this is carly fall sports are coming to a close and the winter season is underway come on out and fill the stands for basketball and soccer there's always a game for you to cheer on each week Purchase your basketball and soccer tickets online ahead of time or on game days at the ticket booth. Go to the Bandera Athletic website for schedules, tickets, and more information and find an event to come out and cheer. Let's make it a great sports year for the blue and white. Let's go Bulldogs! Let's go Bulldogs! All right. So, welcome back. And, uh, all right, Matt, are you ready? Hey, I'm here. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, awesome. So I am really, really appreciate you doing this with me. Uh, this is going to be some fun. I, ha- I know we, we, uh, we, we, got a lot to, we, we got a lot we could talk about, man. Like over the years, we just had so much, you know? Yes, sir. And I, thank you for having me, man. It's always great to talk to you. You know, I always get excited whenever you're coming to town or you know, if I can get a chance to see you, man, it's, it's, this is a pleasure, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem, man, no problem. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, not everybody knows who you are. I do. But uh, so tell us uh, your current profession real quick and how long you have been doing that. Well, so I'll just give you a little brief uh, introduction. I'm from Katy, Texas, went to Katy High School, 
I always tell people, you know, I, I was at Katy when we were everybody's homecoming game. <laughs> you know, it, a lot has changed since then. And yeah. I tell you, I have the utmost respect for that program and for the way that school has is, is changed and what Mike Johnson and Gary Joseph have done there and to see the coaching tree expand. Um, then uh, I always tell people I was born in AT, but then I've grown up in physical therapy. I uh, currently work for a large healthcare system here in Katy, Texas, as part of Houston. Um, Memorial Herman, I'm what they call a physical therapist assistant three, but I also still do my athletic training. I'm a PRN athletic trainer. For those of you that know what PRN is, just as needed. I'll still go out and help with uh, certain school districts if they need me. But my main focus has been with Katy High School football still. I've been Golly, been doing that since I, I graduated from college, going back and started helping with them. And uh, now, you know, here I am 30, 34 years later and still doing both. So dual, duly licensed and, and certified as an AT. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I, I almost I feel horrible about this because I, I, I almost completely forgot that you had your PTA license <laughs> and then when you started talking i was like oh yeah that's right because in the introduction i only said athletic trainer and same state i forgot the pta so um my bad <laughs> no but no uh, so so all right so let's talk about athletic training first and then we'll get into pta so athletic training uh at, like i mentioned earlier uh we went to school together give us the name of that school come on yeah, we went to eat them up cats. Eat them you know, the real the real eat them up cats, right? That's right. The real spelt with a K. That's right. Institution, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started out after I graduated. I got very lucky. Um, my high school athletic trainer, he was a Hall of Famer, Harold Bennett. Oh yeah. Uh, he pushed me uh, in athletic training. I'd planned on enlisting in the army, and he was able to get me an interview with Coach Ben Benicky at uh, Blinn Junior College in Brenham, Texas. And where I ended up going for two years, uh, was very fortunate there because we didn't have a full-time athletic trainer. So me and uh, another uh, colleague that was there at the same time, uh, we both kind of took over the athletic training program. And we also were able to, you know, go out into the community, work in Burton High School, which, I mean, obviously you can't do without a license anymore. Yeah. But from that, from Blinn Junior College, I graduated with my Associate of Arts and then uh, transferred to Sam Houston State. That would have been around 1987. And that's where I met you and, you know, our, our dear friend, may rest in peace, Renee Flores. Oh, yeah. Uh, most of other of our athletic trainers that, uh, you know, they've gone on to successful you know, things in their career. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, man, it's just su such fond memories of that time. And uh, I remember we used to go back to Blinn sometimes. Uh, I, I or I say we, but I'd go back with you a couple of times and just cruise around, and then we'd go up to College Station and stuff, you know, because it was close by. Um, but yeah, man, I, I remember some of so the stories you used to tell me about the things that would happen at Blinn, um, funny stuff. And then of course we had our own mess of stories from Sam Houston. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> some that probably won't tell on here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. All right. So after you, you got, so you graduated, um, from, with your athletic training degree, right? Or you had the kinesiology degree is what yeah. it was, correct? Correct. Kinesiology with an emphasis yeah. in athletic training. I think, I think, you know, myself, doc probably aged about 20 years. Oh yeah. Well, I, 
Doc Wilson. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I uh, hear. I'm sure I made made him age too. Me, me, you, and Renee. Um, yeah. Uh, I think all them, all everybody else that was with us at that time were were pretty much homebodies. I don't say homebodies, but they were pretty timid and shy. But the three of us, man, I'm sure we put some uh, gray hairs on. We probably forced him into retirement. That's why, when I graduated, he decided to retire. He's like, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> so um, at, you get out of school, all right? You graduate, and then what do you do, man? Where where, where are you going to work at? And tell us uh, from the time you graduated till the time you went decided to go to PT school? So I was very fortunate. Um, I had an internship right there at the end in 89 and 90 with the Houston Oilers Mm -hmm. and really thought that was where my career was going to go. I thought, wow, you know, I've got a a career in professional sports and, but uh, it didn't go that way. Um, So when I got out, now remember this is 1990 when I graduated they were expecting athletic trainers to have teaching certifications at that time. Yeah. And so I applied with several high schools, several school districts. And it was always funny because, you know, you get to the point in the interview with the head coach, the athletic director, and they're like, all right, well, you know what? I really love to have you. This would be your office. Uh, just what classes do you teach? And it's like, <laughs> wait, I don't have a teaching certification. I'm like, Oh, yeah. well, and you know, and then you get that, yeah, well, we had to move on, you know, because they yeah. wanted to have, I, you know, there were too many people out there that I knew in school at Sam Houston that would have been, that were going to be great teachers. And I didn't want to take something out of that. I wanted to be an athletic trainer. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So long story short, ended up working with a small private practice, physical therapy, private practice, um, working with them during the week and then on weekends at the hospital, just kind of cutting my teeth in f- physical therapy. But I think what they wanted me more was for the marketing side of it mm-hmm. because they were bring in, you know, athletes, student athletes. And so I knew a lot of the athletic trainers in the area. So that's what I would do is go out and talk to the athletic trainers and, hey, if something, you know, passing out our business card. But I didn't like that because I wanted to treat. I wanted to be in the action. Um, so ended up leaving them and going to work for a company, uh, uh, pri- one of the largest private companies here in the Houston area, John West Physical Therapy, and they treated me like an athletic trainer. And so I got to treat, I got to do things. And I was very fortunate to work with a guy named Craig Cryer, physical therapist. He had played football at McNeese, mm-hmm. was a superstar there. And he understood the role of the athletic trainer, which was really important to me. So he kind of gave me that autonomy to do what I needed to do. And this is before physical therapy turned into the doctor. This was still back in the days where, yeah. you know, people trying to find its way. And, uh, you know, so I was very fortunate there. And while I was there, I got to meet Steve Brown, who had worked at Rice University, Jerry Mines, who worked with the Houston Oilers and kind of getting the his story in a moment when he gave me the opportunity to work with him and the Houston Arrows Hockey Club here in Houston. So we had that, uh, you know, hockey team here for a while. Yeah. And so was that was very fortunate for me and so that was kind of where it went for me started going in the physical therapy route and they tried to get me to go to school i just didn't want to go back to school to do physical therapy that wasn't my thing mm-hmm. until later on in life yeah all right so at, so then at some point then um you did you did decide to go back to to or to get your P, not necessarily to go to school, but you decided to get your PT license. What what was that? What was that like for maybe somebody who's in our profession thinking about it, uh, or 
maybe somebody who just wants to go that route, not in athletic training right now. So how, how did that whole process get started in your head and, and from start to finish? Uh, good, good question. So, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, things were changing for physical therapy. It had gone very quickly from a bachelor's to a master's to just a doctorate program. So you can't get a bachelor's or a master's anymore in physical therapy. Yeah. So when I looking into the physical therapy schools, my statute of limitations from Sam Houston had already expired, meaning my core classes that I needed for that, I'd have to go back mm -hmm. and take over. And I didn't have, you know, three years, two to three years of going back to, you know, U of H or TSU or somewhere to get those core classes. And then cross my fingers, hope I get in and, you know, the next available time and then spend another three years. Cause at the time I was 46 years old. Yeah. And so I was like, what's the quickest route? My wife, Kelly, who, you know, she was oh, a yeah. physical assistant at one time and had gone through the program at HCC, Houston Community College. Mm -hmm. And so with that, she goes, why don't you apply for HCC? Apply for the PTA program. You're already an athletic trainer. And I was like, well, yeah. So I went, I applied, I got in. It was way cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> That's part. Yeah. I, had three, I had three kids home SUV, you know, the whole nine yards. And it was a two year program. And what was very fortunate about our class at ACC, once I got in, there was another gentleman that was also an athletic trainer. He was at UTA at the same time we were at Sam Houston. Oh yeah. So we're the first two athletic trainers to ever come out of the HCC program as physical therapist assistants. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's cool. So a lot of leadership in that class, too. We were the first class. Our class of 2016 was the first class to have 100% everybody in the class to pass the exam on the first try. Wow. So, you know, we felt like, you know, as a class as a whole was a great class. But yeah. just that silent leadership, I think, kind of helped out. And our experience helped yeah. out. That's cool, man. Well, congrats on that achievement. That was really cool to be the first class to do that and to be one of yep. the first two athletic trainers to graduate from that program, you know, with the PTA. That's cool. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so now um, let me, I'm going to backtrack a minute here. So uh, let's see, you went to, you said you went to Katy High School uh, yes, and, and you graduated from there and then you went on to Sam and you, now you've done you've been working with Katie high school for several years. How many years you've been working with them as kind of athletic trainer slash PTA? So I started, well, you know, I would come back and forth whenever I wouldn't travel with Sam Houston and help out. Cause back then, you know, Harold was on his own. Mm -hmm. he, there was no assistant athletic trainer. Kind of like when we were at Sam, mm -hmm. kind of a, you know, no graduate assistants, no assistant athletic trainer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, that's what I did for, I'd come back and help him out. And, uh, when the job actually opened in 93, he had left to go to Beaumont central. Um, and they called me in and, uh, talked to me about the position, but again, it, it came into the, yeah. we can send you back to get your teaching certification. And of course that was my dream job because that was my high school. Yeah, of course. But, but I didn't want to go back to school. I didn't want to go back to get my teaching certification because again, too many people out there that are great teachers, and I'm not one of them. I'll be a <laughs> trainer for you, but I'm not going to be a teacher for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay? I so, hear you. I hear you. Uh, side, side note real quick. I'll let you get back on track in a minute. But, you know, when I first got out, 
I didn't have my teaching certificate either because when, when I was going through, like when I started going through the program at Sam, I, I, I was actually, my degree was going to be a Bachelor of Arts in teaching. I was going to get a BAT. Um, and then by the middle of my sophomore year, I got called in by my advisor and he said, hey, man, they're doing away with the Bachelor of Arts in teaching degree. He goes, so you're going to have to switch and you're going to have to you know, switch it to a Bachelor of Science. Uh, in, in some other field and he was like what do you want to do and I was like well how, how would I go about getting my teaching with my bachelor of science he said, well you'll have to do your bachelor of science and then apply to you know to the uh, you know you could take some education courses but you're gonna have to apply to teaching school also and I was like I ain't doing that and I said you know what I'll just take my bachelor of science in kinesiology with that emphasis in athletic training right and so I got my first job uh and I wasn't teaching. I was just an athletic trainer. And it was in a high school because at this particular place in Corpus Christi, they didn't require their athletic trainers to teach. We, they were, and they still don't. Athletic trainers in Corpus still to this day do not teach in the classroom, right, which is really cool. Um, but when I left Corpus and I went up to the Dallas area, it was going to be one of those deals where I had to get my teaching certificate. So I actually did have to go back to school. And I took some courses at, at UNT, University of North Texas, right? And uh, and had to take some courses to get my certificate. And so I think it was like 2001 or two that I actually finally became teacher certified. So I, I, I feel you, you know, about that. I don't want to go back because I did not want to either. And, it, and it, it was, I dreaded it, but I did it and, you know, just so I could continue my career. Because I knew eventually I was going to have to have it and I just didn't want to do it, but... Anyway, sorry to keep you off track on that. Go back oh, to no, Katie. No. <laughs> because just even bringing that up now, now they're starting to take athletic trainers out of the classroom. Yeah. yeah. Put them back in the trainer. It's Yeah, it just comes full circle. Yeah. I think, eventually, you know, things are going to keep changing. They keep evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's so special about our field. You know, we're multidimensional. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and and I, I like the big school districts. You know where that's the ones where you're seeing and being pulled back out of the classroom to focus more on what athletic trainers should be doing, uh, yeah. because like here, some a small place like I'm at, uh, I, I I I couldn't see them just letting employing me as an athletic trainer only. Like I, you know, a place like this, small school. I could see where they would want you to teach because we have a shortage of teachers, right? Yeah. And there's a shortage of athletic trainers. There's always been a shortage of athletic trainers, if you ask me, right? Because I think, 100%. yeah, there needs to be an athletic trainer at everywhere that there's high school sports uh, or college sports or pro sport. There needs to be an athletic trainer employed. And all the small schools, the one A's, the two A's, the three A's, they don't have any. They don't have athletic trainers because they, you know, those school, smaller school districts can't afford it. But there's always going to be that need. But, you know, if it's like me getting a job and teaching, then, yeah, I mean, I understand if I'm at a smaller place. But I, I you're right. It is coming back around where they're starting to pull out of the big schools because that work-life balance is yes. – it, it can be a lot when you throw in teaching and all the athletic training duties. Absolutely. Yeah, that's um, – you know, it's – it's like I said, it's, it's a multidimensional uh, uh profession um yes can we do it yes do we want to do it no because there's so much more responsibility i had a head football coach tell me one time that he didn't take a job because one of his first questions to the ad was do you have an athletic trainer in your school and they were like no we can't employ one unless they want to teach and we can't find someone to come out and teach and be an athletic trainer he's like 
I can't take that job. I can't take that risk. So that's important. Athletic trainers are in the school. You know, I'm glad to see a lot of these hospital systems now are trying to join, you know, in on that as well. Mm -hmm. I know Mormon does a great job with their outreach athletic trainers, which is something that I also work with in our clinic. We have two athletic trainers from KDISD in our clinic and I get to work with them as well. So it's evolving. And that's what's great. It is evolving. And I think eventually it will trickle down into the smaller schools, you know, but just like anything, we just got to be patient. Oh, yeah, for sure. I hear you. Um, well, that's good. Hey, so let's go back to Katie because I didn't interrupt you. And you know, we went off on this little rabbit hole, right? Or this little <laughs> rabbit trail. So go, so so they asked you, Katie, and you're like, no, I don't want to go back to school to, to get my teaching certificate. So what so what, at what point where did that go evolve from there? So they ended up hiring Russell Sadbury, who was a University of Texas grad. He's still at Katy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been there since 93. And so introduced myself, came out, told him, I said, here's what I've been doing. He's like, look, you know, at first he was, you, know, you could see the apprehension. He's like, clinical guy. I don't know about this guy. But yeah. I told him, I said, like, in here, I know the coaches. I know the system. You know, I'm just here to help. I'm a helping hand. I'll do your grunt work. I'll, you know, I'll tape your ankle. Whatever you need me to do. I'm, I'm here for you. And we developed a relationship as well as a friendship, you know, uh, that has evolved into what we're still doing now. I'm still, you know, part of the program. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun for me. I always call it my sanity, yeah. but it's, it's changed from me working with other sports because now that they have an outreach athletic trainer and an assistant athletic trainer, they don't need me for the softballs, the baseballs, the soccers. Cause it's a smaller group, mm-hmm. but for football, you know, you're talking, you know, 75 to 150 kids, especially at the end of the season when they start pulling everybody up. Yeah. To- and so that's what I do. You know, I, I come over, I, I leave work and then I go back to work. So, you know, it's a Thursday or Friday or Saturday, whatever nights we're playing, it's a full day for me. So yeah. I appreciate what athletic trainers do and the hours they put in. I just don't think I could do it daily. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I hear you. I'm not endured for that anymore. Yeah, so. it's a lot, man. It's a lot, and I, I'm. It it, it's. And I, I'm gonna be 55 this coming July, and I'm like, man, my, you know, I, I feel it. I feel it. You know. I applaud you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just not. I'm. I'm not that young guy I used to be, where I could just get, you know, four hours of sleep at night. I used to joke with my wife when we were first. When we were first dating, I was like, you know, because we'd stay on the phone real late at night, and I'd be like, I'm fine. I, I can function on four hours of sleep, and I could for a while. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm not as much, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's cool, man. All right, so um, let's talk Sam Houston and, and just share some, reminisce a little bit, share some stories. Um, I know that uh, I, I was thinking about this last night right because i was prepping myself in my head for things we're going to talk about today and i was thinking about this last night because you know texas was playing washington right for that 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 cfp semifinal, and uh and i was thinking about it and i was like you know matt's always been a big ut guy and and uh you know um and then i was thinking to myself i was like oh man i remember this one time and i want to say it maybe it was 88 that we went down there because you had a buddy who was an AT, I think. Was it at UT? It was Charlie. I'm talking about Charlie. No, it was uh, it was Mark. Was he it was Mark? At UT. 
yeah, my buddy Charlie was at TSU. That's right. And Mark UT. Yeah. And they had just refurbished the training room. Yeah. And we had tickets for the North Texas game. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, got to take that tour of all the new facilities. In fact, remember when we were standing out on the track, I looked over and I go, man, that guy jogging looks like Earl Campbell. <laughs> and Mark goes, oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. way. That was that was a cool deal, man, because like when we went back then and we were on the sideline for the game yep. and, and remember, you know, the, it wasn't a complete horseshoe or it was just a horseshoe at the time, I think, wasn't it? It yeah. wasn't all the way around. It was just a horseshoe. Nope. And it even you know, it was just crazy. Um, and, and I remember we talked about this one time. We were right in the end zone on that catch that was ruled inbounds but he was really out wasn't it is oh, that what out. yeah yeah it was ruled yeah. in and he was out because we were like white that right there watching it and because yep. of that texas won and we yep. were like no way you and t should have <laughs> had that game they should have won that was uh i remember you and i looked at each other and that referee looked at his other official yeah and he goes arms up <laughs> arms and we were just like what no way oh <laughs> <laughs> That was a fun, fun little trip yep. we went on because we got to tour all the facilities there right after that oh. redesign. And uh, I think Spanky was still there, wasn't he? Wasn't he still there? Was. Either? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and my, I, you in the athletic trainer locker rooms. Yeah. Yeah. I have that picture still. I have that picture. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, me at the athletic trainer locker room, I was like, locker room i was like what in the deal i was like we doc needs to get it together up there man it's sam because we ain't got no locker room yeah well if we told him that he just sent it to soul ross yeah soul <laughs> ross it's funny i met somebody i have a coach who, who went to soul ross who works here and uh in the episode we, he was we were talking about it and i was like man i said that's crazy. i didn't know you were at soul ross and i was like i don't know what it is about soul ross but my athletic trainer that I had in in uh, college hated Sol Ross for some reason, and every time we would mess up, man, he was always threatening to take our scholarship away and send us to Sol Ross, and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. And even even uh, Scott Stissel, man, uh, who we graduated with uh, athletic training stuff, he, uh, he sometimes he'll post something on my Facebook. Something I'm about to send you to Sol Ross, man, and I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> but uh anyway that was uh man we had some good times uh there um i know this is kind of what do you think what's your most memorable experience at sam like just let's just think about our friendship first what do you think is your most memorable experience as friends at sam uh man well one thing that always pops into my head was how caring you were because the fact that I could call you at any time and you'd be there for me. Yeah. And, and my most, and we both remember the incident. I don't know if Doc's listening to this podcast, but uh, I slipped coming uh, out of my dorm room. Yeah. And broke my ankle that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and, remember. Uh, I remember that. It was icy. What's that? Wasn't it icy outside? It was the air conditioner water. Oh, that's right. The That's, drain. Yeah. Yeah. You know the truth. But the, the the thing about it was I could call you. I called you up and you were like right there. You came pulling up, got in the car, took me to the ER so they could, you know, x ray it and everything. And I mean that was painful. Yeah. You know? And um 
I had never experienced anything like that in my life. I was away from home, had called my parents, you know, or my mom. Yeah. Hey, how do we do this with insurance? And uh-huh. dude, you stayed the whole time. And that I was always appreciative of. And then I do you remember know, that the, the, the time when you and Renee had a personal computer and I could come <laughs> up and do, I, I was like, I had a typewriter and I was like, Hey guys, can I borrow this thing? You're like, sure. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> you can do reports so quickly. Yeah, you weren't so, the only one that would uh, come over and use that sucker. We should have we should have charged use on that you thing. Could've we could we could have made some money, man. Absolutely, man. I, no, I see. I'm, I recall a time walking across campus. This is when we lived at the, um, those apartments that were just down by the Miami apartments. I think we were the ones that were behind it. I can't remember the name of it, but I remember walking across campus holding toilet paper in my hand one time because somebody needed some. (laughs) That wasn't going there. (laughs) I had to, man. Like I said, you were so dependable. I I had to throw that one out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah, I mean, just, just the friendship that we made. You know, I remember you telling me a story uh, when we first got to school there, you know, you didn't, you and Renee came together. Y'all were both from Corpus Christi Carroll. Y'all were friends, had been friends. Yeah. And here I am coming from junior college. I don't know anybody at Sam Houston. And I had this 1969 Mustang. You remember yes, that? Yes, man. That was a car, dude. That was gas. And y'all, y'all came out of your dorm and I was in the parking lot of my dorm because there are buildings there. Yeah. And I had that thing on a jack stand. Yeah. <laughs> And y'all were like, what is that clown doing? <laughs> Dude, but, but again, that, that car rocked, though, man. Like, we had some good times in that car, too, man. Yeah. It was fun. Those roller coasters, the feeder there, uh, you know, run along I-45, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, used to do those. But, oh, my gosh. I digress on that. But, yeah, Raul, you're a true friend. And <laughs> I always have been. And that's – I'm so glad that we developed that relationship while we were in college. Yeah, man. It was definitely uh, awesome. So I remember another time outside of college, just a friendship thing here. Uh, Sam Houston made it to the national championship game uh, in in the uh, in the uh, F, uh, FCS series. Uh, it was yep. the first year they made it against uh, North Dakota, and uh, I actually happened to be working the game. I remember I I think I've mentioned in the podcast before um, how I landed that gig. I think, but anyway, you came up. Right. And and we did the whole tailgate before I had to go do my work. And right. uh, and we got to just do all that tailgate stuff there and just see all the North Dakota fans and then the game and, you know, just experience that whole thing. That was cool getting back together after however many years, because at that point, it had been a few years since we had actually seen each other. I think we yeah. talked, we talked and stuff like that, but we just hadn't seen each other. And then to yeah. get back, I, I just remember that, that that was just, like, fun. I was like, man, this is cool. Like, like we're back supporting Sam. You know, we're here together by our sides, you know, and, and taking pictures and just having a good time doing all that stuff. That was really cool to me. I, I thought that was real fun. That and the uh, fact, you know, you had just started at uh, yeah. Frisco. Yeah. Star. And to take me on the tour, because I had never seen an indoor practice facility for a high school. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And you showing me around there. And I said, yeah, just getting to reconnect and, you know, just seeing you down on the field doing what you love to do and getting to make contact with, you know, the people that you were making contact with. I, I was proud. I was just I was 
not only a proud Bearcat that day, but I was a proud Raul fan. You know, I was <laughs> seriously, I, I was rooting for because I'm looking there. He is in the corner over there, man. He's getting to see it, and it was just it's exciting. You know, um, when you see people that you've seen work hard and you see them their accomplishments and the things that they they move on and get to do and then your family you know getting to yeah. you know meet family at the time and i mean I, you know to me that makes me proud you know and and not that oh wow he makes a dip but no it does i love seeing those things and you know going back and just looking at our little group when we were at sam because mm-hmm. i kind of feel like we were you know, the the evolving part of what the Sam Houston State Athletic Training Program is now. You know, we had a little close-knit group, mm-hmm. um, very many of us. Remember, he would, it was Doc and then two student trainers going to the going yeah. to the game. Yeah. And I'll, I remember when you and I, the U of H game in the Astrodome. Oh, man. You know, he chose me and you to go. We go first play of the game, first defensive play of the game. What happens? Yep. John Brown. Breaks his tib fifth, and off goes Raul to the hospital. To <laughs> and then it's just me and Doc. Yeah, had to, had to ride back in the ambulance with him to the, all the way yep. to Huntsville, man. You know what? Funny thing, I found that game on YouTube the other day, and did really? I did, and it's grainy. And as you get out, I mean, you can you can see it. Like if you search for it, you'll find it. It's on YouTube. All you gotta do is UH Sam Houston, right? Eighty seven. And, look at and uh, I think it was 87 year. And, what? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and you'll find it and it's there. And I, I started watching it and sure enough, man, first play coming across, bam. And then he went, he went down. And then I think that you didn't see a whole lot of it. Of course, this was before they did. Let's, let's look at that on the replay. No, they just showed it, you know, running out and him, you know, getting off the field and all that stuff. And I was just like, dude, I remember all that. Like, that's crazy. But it's on there. It's on YouTube, man. I found it. Wow, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was – I like to – I like to feel – I like. I would like to think that our group that we had then had a little bit of a role into developing their program to what it is now, you know? Absolutely. Um, even though, you know, there's – you know, when, when I left, when I was pretty much the end of that era, that Doc Wilson era, because – he retired not too soon after that as well. And, uh, and then Vance Pickard came in and took over and started changing things to go into that route to where they're at now. But yeah. I still like to think we have some kind of a role in that. All right. So memorable experience outside of Sam Houston in your professional career. Uh, you kind of alluded to this earlier when we were talking about hockey team i think but it made this i I mean i'm i'm not picking this one for you but i i just remember that you were pretty stoked about that um but give me a memorable experience outside of sam houston in your professional career i'd say probably several of them one of them oh i know you have a bunch (laughs) well just personally i mean other than you know marrying the love of my life and having three wonderful children um you know i started running uh, it, in my 30s, uh, never ran before and got into long distance running, ended up doing 10 marathons, full marathons. And then my final one, my I call it my quote unquote retirement marathon. I uh, was invited to New York City to run that one. Mm-hmm. And so that was my final one. So that was, you know, on a personal note. But as far as experiences as an athletic trainer, I mean, you know, the two years I spent as an intern with the Oilers, you know, one of my 
all-time favorite coaches that uh, my first year there, you know, Jerry Glanville was our head coach, but our defensive backs coach was Nick Saban. And I never forget him and his support for the support staff, the ball boys, the athletic trainers. We called ourselves glorified water boys at the time because, yeah. I mean, basically, you know, that's we were taping and, and doing a lot of that. But just he just remember him as a young coach and his support. Um, and then going to work with the Houston Arrows, the hockey team here in Houston, and to be a part of their first championship when they were with the IHL. That was a memorable night because my wife was there, uh, had some family members there, some other friends that were there. Yeah. And then, of course, I can't, I can't not mention the Katy State football championships. <laughs> you know, being, being able to play in different stadiums, you know, and now, you know, everything's played at Jerry World or yeah. you know, AT&T. But to be able to play at Kyle Field, you know, uh, NRG, the Alamo Dome, you know, those places for, you know, state championships. I mean, memorable times, you know, memorable players. Uh, coaches, just, you know, all of that. So, and then, you know, being mentored by coaches and other athletic trainers mm -hmm. and then mentoring young athletic trainers and physical therapists and PTAs that are now in the field. So I've been, I've been very fortunate uh, to, to be able to do all that in my career, yeah. along with several high schools and seeing a lot of these young athletes turn into pros or, you know, go into the professional route of, you know, their profession being, whether it be accounting, finance, law enforcement. Uh, you know, we had a kid that was one of our defensive backs at Katie that is, he's in the Texas Rangers now, not the baseball team, but <laughs> a part of the law enforcement. Yeah. To me, that's special. And when you see those kids and they come back and they're like, you know, Hey, you know, Hey Maddie or Hey Matt or, you know, doc or whatever they want to call me. Um, you know, that, that means a lot because I got to see those kids grow up. Um, yeah, real good example, not to rabbit hole on this, but Jeff Joseph, who just won a state championship for Port Natchez Groves, he was our ball boy, it's Coach Joseph's son, you know, and him and his really? brother, Jeff, were, uh, 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 John, Jeff and John were both our ball boys when I was in high school. Oh, wow. So I've watched these kids grow up and, and to do great things as men now. Yeah, that just, I mean, it's memorable. Yeah. And it, it's the so that's really cool, man. And I know I have lots of different things too. Like I can talk about, you know, especially when you've been in the profession as long as we have, there's just countless things, you know, little things that just mean a lot to you may not mean a whole lot to somebody else, but to you, like that's that it just means a lot, you know, and things that you just don't forget, you know? Um, and that's really cool. Um, I, I know that, you know, cause I can, I know one of my most memorable experiences that I've had is, I happened to I happened to go into town to watch. Um, I think I was there to watch University. Of I was taking my oldest son on a college visit to U of H, and but the next day I was going to meet my dad there because my dad's a UH grad, mm -hmm. and I was going to meet him there. And UH was playing. I think they were playing uh, maybe Tulane that day, but the night before, you guys at Katie were playing. And I called you up, and you were like, "Hey, man, come to come come to the game, man. I'll get you on the sideline." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And so I went and and went to that game with you uh, on the sideline, and that was like amazing to me because I'm like, "Dude, I'm here. We're the home of Katie High School, who's won numerous state championships. 
numerous D1 athletes and professional athletes to come out of this place. I said, I'm here, man, with my, with my buddy Matt. And I met, you introduced <laughs> me to Russell, you know, and, and uh, just, you know, the seeing all that stuff, it was, that was cool, you know, and, and that made me proud of you. Like you were talking, you were proud of me. That made me proud of you. I was like, this is awesome, man. Like, this is so cool. So that's one of mine, uh, you know, outside of that kind of stuff. But like you said, just those little things, man, they just mean a lot to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Enjoyed that time. That was fun having you there because we had just opened the new stadium. Yeah. That was the legacy stadium. So that that was good. And that's yeah. a unique thing because those those stadiums are right next to each other, right? Absolutely. And yep. I remember I was like, that like that stadium is right next to you. You're like, yeah, <laughs> we have a staggered start. Like sometimes we'll start real early in the day, and then this one starts like later. So as these guys are leaving, these guys are coming in. I was like, that's so crazy. That's weird. But uh, anyway, that's another story, another time. Um, all right. So thinking back again over the life of your career, what's the what's kind of the you know, I, 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 I get asked this question a lot, I'm fumbling my words here. I get asked this question a lot from my students all the time as I start talking about injuries and things like that in class. I always get asked this question. Um, and I think, you know, every athletic trainer has probably been asked this question at one point or another time in their career. But what is the worst injury that you've ever had to deal with in your career? Well, I will say this. Fortunately, I have never had to save a life. Yeah. And so... I'm grateful for that because uh, yes. I know athletic trainers that tell that story mm-hmm. and you know that, I mean, would I be prepared? Yes. But fortunately I've never had to do that, but I, I mean, I've had, you know, several, you know, you see dislocations all the time. Um, you know, of course we talked about John Bryant a while ago when he fractured his tib fib. Yeah. Uh, it's tibia and fibula for people that aren't <laughs> this. Um, but, uh, you know, I had a kid, I was working with HISD and, uh, I mean, right in front of me, he was a kid from Sharpstown running back, got the pitch and he's coming right at me. You know how we kind of back up a little bit as mm-hmm. their sideline yeah. when he got, hit. and when he got hit, he got clipped and he planted with his right arm. I'll never forget this because I saw it happen and boom, elbow dislocated. Ooh. So he just, he just sat down and kid was as calm as yeah. could be and he i walked i you know i ran out there and because i mean it wasn't very far to go and uh he goes i i think i broke my elbow <laughs> I, go, <laughs> I, I go no um we're gonna get the splints for you now i was working by myself so i you know i had to call one of the coaches bring me that red bag right there and get security on the line get them over here to get the ambulance over here so they ended up having to do surgery on him but i went after the game was over went to the hospital that they took him to and yeah, they ended up, it was like a three or four hour surgery. Um, fortunately, you know, being there on time, his vascular system was good. His nervous system, nothing happened. So, you know, neurologically he had good feeling, he had good blood supply and they were able to reduce it and do surgery. Um, you know, but you think about things going back to what we were talking about a while ago, had an athletic trainer not been there and yeah. a coach just out there that wasn't experienced, nothing against coaches. But, you know, you grab on his arm or if we have a concussion or you have a neck injury and get up, get up, get up. Well, you want someone you want a professional out there that that knows what they're doing. Yeah. And so, fortunately, you know, I was right there, was able to take care of it. Um, and that's probably the absolute worst I've ever seen mm-hmm. other than a little, you know, uh, 
sprains and strains and things like that. But, you know, I've, I've never had to backboard anybody or, uh, you know, send somebody off in life flight or anything like that. So, yeah, but always sticks out when someone asks me, I go, that's my go-to. <laughs> yeah. There's, so. a, there's always one that I think every athletic trainer has that that's their go-to that that's, this is the one that I'm going to talk about. Right. Because yep. it, it just stuck out in your head. So I actually, I have one of those two and I've told it before. So I, I haven't told it on this podcast, maybe another time, but, um, I have one that I tell two people when they ask me about it. Okay. So, all right, this, this here is a loaded question I have for you because I've heard some of these stories and I've seen some of the pictures on your Facebook and things of that nature. Uh, but man, I'm so I was going to say, have you ever met anybody famous? But I'm going to change the question to how many famous people have you met, Matt? Because, man, it seems like every time you turn around, you are running into somebody and taking a picture. And that's the greatest thing, I think, is is that you take pictures. A lot of times somebody will meet somebody famous and they're like, oh, I just saw so and so. Right. Or 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 I said or I saw him walking this way. Not Matt. Matt's like, not only does he see them, but then he's like, yo, can we get a selfie? Or I don't know what he says. I don't know what you tell people, but you're always getting selfies with these famous people, dude. So, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what I do first. I always go up and introduce myself. Yeah. And I'll, if I say, look, you know, the, the person that's the millionaire, the person that's the, not the millionaire, they put on their pants one leg at a time, just like we yeah, do. Yeah. You know, of course, they're just a little bit more in the, uh, you know, in the spotlight. Sure. And, you know, if I, if I see somebody and I, and I want to meet them, I'll go over and introduce myself and shake their hand. And, you know, if we strike up a conversation, you know, then I'm, I feel like it's going the right way. I'll say, Hey, you mind if we take a picture? I don't really ask for autographs. Yeah, I, I don't no. need these, you know, uh, print on piece of paper, but I'll ask for a picture, you know, just for, you know, like if one of my kids are like, Oh, did you really, they can see it or friends like, you know, to see that. I mean, I think it means more to, to, to them than it really means to me. I just, Hey, I met the person, Yeah. but uh, probably the most famous and God, this, this kind of became a standing joke where I used to work was uh, 41 George Bush. Mm-hmm. I run into him all the time. And it was to the point where people were like, are you stalking him? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I used to run, like I said, I, there was a period of time where I used to run. I'd go to Memorial Park, and, you know, there are a lot of local celebrities that run at Memorial Park, but he would, you know, I'd, I'd be running, and i look up, there's the four black SUVs, you know, going about two miles an hour, and then you just see, like, six Secret Service guys, run, you know, like, kind of jogging along, and you knew, there he is, right in the middle. And, and I mean, I will tell you, honestly, one of the coolest things ever was kind of towards the end I was running Houston Marathon, and he always would come out from the church that he went to on Sundays because the marathon's always Sunday. He'd come out, and he would greet the runners. And I was kind of a slow run that year, and I caught him as I was coming around. And he looked at me, and he goes, I know you. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, that so, is. Yeah, he, he was he was a neat guy. And, his, and they came to our hockey games all the time, uh, him, and, him and Ms. Bush. And so – yeah, that was probably one of the more famous ones. But as far as athletes go, I mean, again, you know, I mean, I've watched some of these kids that have gone pro from us to were like Vince Young. Watched him when he was a sophomore in high school and saw him evolve. Um, 
Thurman Thomas is another one. So, you know, you get to see that too. As athletic trainers, we're very fortunate because yeah. we see a lot of kids grow up. But as far as like Hollywood or New York celebrities, you, you know, you, you run into them on the street. They, a lot of them don't even want to be recognized. But yeah. if you just on the nod, like, hey, you know, and you know they don't want to be bothered, you don't bother them. But you know, on the other side of it, some of them will come right up to you and start talking. Mm-hmm. Just you know, so like like a like a regular friend, you know. Yeah. So that's cool, <laughs> just, man. Those guys, I'm not afraid to say hi to somebody. <laughs> and that's important, Ange. You've always been that way. You're not afraid to just you know get out there. And a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. You know, they just get I don't know if it's gun shy or they just like scared of rejection or whatever it is. But I know that you've always been that type of guy. You're hey, hey, you, you talk to everybody, you know, and uh, and that's good. Um, there's something that's sticking in my head right now for some reason as you're talking. And I, I can't remember if you had a part in this or not. It seems like I want to say you did. But I, I have um, an autograph uh, from um, Billy Sims. Um, it, it, he signed on the back of a, I think it was a game field pass, uh, and it might have been Detroit playing Houston Oilers. It was. Did, was that <laughs> yeah. you that got me on the field for that one? That was 1989. Yeah. 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 So, oh, no, I'm sorry, 1990, because that was when Andre Ware had been drafted by the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. and uh, remember we saw Andre Ware's yeah. first college football game. Yeah. Uh, Going back to our talk about U of H earlier. Yeah. But um, yeah, Billy Sims and Barry Sanders, uh, that was that Detroit Lions. They came in for a preseason game. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, yeah, my my brother was uh, really good at that too. He used to, may he rest in peace. He, yeah. he, used, he wasn't afraid to approach anybody and ask for an autograph and a picture. Yeah. That's probably where a little bit of that from. <laughs> yeah. Was it, so was it Billy Sims or was it Barry Sanders that we got? I can't remember. Sims was down there too. I believe it was Billy Sims. Yeah, I think it was Billy Sims that we got. Yeah, he was talking to everyone. Barry Sanders was playing at the time. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. But Billy Sims was down there just talking to everybody. Yeah, and yeah, I remember that. I still have that. I still have that autograph. I do. That's awesome. Yeah, I That's have it. I have it somewhere. Uh, I saw it just the other day. I was looking for something, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this." Um, now, <laughs> I, I have Warren Moons too somewhere i met i don't know how i got warren moon but i got his somewhere anyway um cool man well so we've covered a lot dude um in in this uh little session we've had uh lots of funny stories that we've told and everything and and uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna move this along because we're approaching an hour uh (laughs) and i know that i know that when we uh when we first when i when i first approached you about the idea of hopping on this podcast with me you were like man you're gonna have to cut me off and i was like yeah you're gonna have to cut me off because i i i I get long-winded too and and me and you our friendship spans you know a, a number of years going all the way back to 1987 like you said and um and man it uh we we could talk for hours on on some stories you know uh and just reminisce but let's uh let's let's kind of bring this to a close um this little interview session but before we do that do you have uh any advice that you want to give to somebody that is thinking of maybe getting into athletic training or physical therapy um, and, uh, maybe getting into athletic training as a student in high school to kind of, Hey, what is this all about? Right. Because, um, here's, here's another thing I was thinking about the other day, um, is, uh, how many nurses 
that I've had, or, or how many kids, how many, I should say, how many student athletic trainers that I have had become nurses? Like, I, I wish more of them would become athletic trainers, but more of my student athletic trainers have become nurses, and that's really cool. But advice that you want to give to somebody thinking of getting into athletic training, physical therapy, either in high school, college, or as a career? Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, make sure you have a good support system. You know, your, your coaches, your family, you know, um, you know, spiritually, you know, just have a good support system. I think that helps out. Um, never sell yourself short. Uh, opportunities are there. And the great thing about being a student athletic trainer is you can take it many directions. Like you just said, you could go into nursing. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, student athletic trainers become physician assistants. You can go into athletic training. Yeah, you can go, you know, uh, towards physical therapy. Um, there's so many opportunities out there. You just got to make those happen. Um, people want to help and yeah. let people, you know, if people are going to support you and direct you, then, then listen to that help, you know. Um, probably the most important thing that I always tell our student trainers or students that come through uh, as a PTA student or whatever is market yourself and network. Meet people. Because when you meet people, you never know who that next person may be that will give you an opportunity later on. For um, sure. That, that is 100% right there. Be remembered. Um, but, you know, jobs can be stressful. Um, but have fun. Make it fun. Like here, you know, you and I, you know, I mean, our jobs can be stressful at times. But if you make it stressful and you live the stressful life, it's going to be stressful. Have fun with it. I mean, you can. There's so many opportunities out there, you know, like whether it's a soccer game in the cold weather. But if you win, do, do you remember it being, you know, 40 degrees outside, you know, mm -hmm. um, have fun with it. Have fun with the students. Have fun, you know, as, as a group, do things together. Um, but, yeah, you know, keep learning. That, yeah. That's important. Keep learning. For sure. You know, to piggyback off what you said about networking and, and meeting people because you never know who's going to give you that next opportunity. Uh, I always tell people, look, a lot of times, you know, like when we're in high school, when kids are in high school, they're concerned about the grade, right? It's, it, you know, because that grade is going to get you into good college. It's going to get you scholarships, all that good stuff, right? Having the good grades. But when you yeah. graduate college, when you go out and you start looking for a job, a lot of times it's not what you know. It's who you know, right? That, that's what's going to open some doors for you. Would you 100%. agree? Yeah. I totally agree with that, you know. And that's why I say, you know, if, if you're remembered, always be polite, say thank you, you know, do the, do the little things. Yeah. Because, you know, I had, I had a CEO one time say, you know, people are always like, oh, you know, I need, I deserve to have this job. But it's like, if you can't do the little things, how do you expect them to rely on you to do bigger things. Yeah. So little things, little things matter. Yeah. You know, they make and, the biggest and, difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. that's, that's my have fun and, and uh, say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hear you. those have, have fun. Say, thank you. Uh, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> are traits that are going out the door quick. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, Matt. Hey, so uh, any final thoughts uh, before we move this along? Uh, 
man, I just, I appreciate you having me on, you know, this has been a, it's been a fun hour. Um, I, I know these are usually a little bit shorter, but, uh, I've just enjoyed being able to, to talk to you and hopefully, you know, some of the listeners out there get a little bit from this and, uh, you know, this is entertaining and I love what you're doing. Like I said, I'm very proud of you and being able to put the, the videos together that you've been doing. Um, I even show some of our student trainers. I show, you know, some of my colleagues in physical therapy. I'm like, you know, when they're asking, how do you tape an ankle? Boom. I'm going to my TikTok ice bath, baby. This <laughs> guy awesome. right here. I mean, he will show you, you know, when you're doing the KT taping, yeah. there's something I've actually learned from you on there that, you know, we don't always, we don't know everything. Yeah. And so it's great to, you know, be able to, the, to look at something and uh, go, hey, yeah, that makes it much easier. So you're making it easier. You're doing great things. And man, I, I just, uh, I appreciate everything that you're doing for our field of athletic training. Well, thank you very much, man. I appreciate those kind words, man. And and uh, I always tell people, too, that, you know, sometimes some of my greatest tricks are things that I steal from other people. So, there you go. <laughs> so like you said, always learning, always learning. And, and don't be afraid not to learn and keep learning. There All right. Go. Well, all right, Matt, um, stay with me uh, and let's close this thing out. But let's take a short break real quick and we will be right back. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Isaac Segura. Fall sports are coming to a close and the winter season is underway. Come on out and fill the stands for basketball and soccer. There is always a game for you to cheer on each week. Purchase your basketball and soccer tickets online ahead of time or on game days at the ticket booth. Go to the Bandera Athletics website for schedules, tickets, and more information and find an event to come out and cheer. Let's make it a great sports year for the blue and white. Let's go Bulldogs! All righty, we're, uh, man, sorry, a little snafu there. We are back uh, again to close this out. Thanks again, Matt, for uh, taking time to join me. Uh, it, it's been fun. This has been. Trip down memory lane. Oh, yeah, it. definitely. Uh, we'll have to do this again so we maybe we can uh, cover some other uh, uh, stories that we didn't cover and then maybe talk about a serious topic, too. Uh, cause Ooh, like yeah, you know, I want to get into some serious stuff too, not just always interviewing. I know most of my podcasts have been interviews, but I want to get into some serious stuff too. Some, you know, uh, current things that are happening in athletic training sports world. So let's plan another one soon. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'll, a lot of current friends. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at my, I'll look at my schedule and see what we got going on. I'll get back with you. But anyway, uh, next week I will be back ice bathers with another interview uh, from a husband-wife coaching duo here at Bandera High School. This that's Robert and Perry Kiefner, the Kiefners, right? So they're they're fun people. I'm looking to uh, to do that one. Going to have some fun stories from them, hopefully. So join me next week so we can listen uh, to Robert and Perry Kiefner. All right. So thank you so much for listening to ice bath baby uh be sure to leave me a rating in your podcast app and be sure to follow me on social media i can be found on tiktok instagram twitter facebook and youtube i'm everywhere man those links can be found in the show notes so be sure and go check them out leave me a question too i have uh if you're on spotify you can uh, get on spotify there and 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 leave uh ask a question let me know how he did 
The podcast music you're listening to right now is Trailer Sports Stylish by Anton Vlasov and Rockstar Trailer by Light Saturation. Those can be found on Pixabay.com. That's P-I-X-A-B-A-Y.com. They don't pay me to say that. I just do it because I really like their website and they have lots of good music. Once again, you've been listening to Doc Martinez and Matt Smith on the Ice Bath Baby podcast. And as always, be safe out there and when in doubt... Put that in an ice bath, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go.